<clears throat> hey guys, welcome back to the Extraordinary Expletive. Today is a special day. You have your boy J-Dubs over here. Kenny G's on this side, and at the end of the table, tearing down that wall, we have Mikhail Gorbachev Russell. How's it going? It's Mike Russell. Uh, <laughs> for you guys that don't know, we call him Mikhail Gorbachev. Uh, Mike actually did um, our intro song for our YouTube video, and uh, just, you know, um, not in a band yet, uh, however, he does write and play all of his own stuff, and uh, record everything, uh, got a couple songs up on SoundCloud, I do believe, right? Yeah, I got four, I think. That's pretty sweet. So, uh, yeah, man, um, I don't know, yeah, what, what were you saying earlier, uh, we didn't. Yeah, he we didn't just, even ask him. Yeah, he, he was just, just kind of approached our theme, and he was like, "Well, no, he just sent it to you." He's yeah. like, "Hey, I made no, your he, new theme." Yeah. He asked me first. He's like, "Hey, do you care if I redo that?" And I was like, "No." And he just Go did for it. it. Yep. Yeah, I was just sitting there listening and to your guys' podcast, uh, like on the YouTube, and uh, I was like, you know, I'm gonna do this. <laughs> so yeah, he so, asked me, he's like, "You want me to do it different, or like you want the same notes?" I was like, hey, "Same vibe," and then. It was almost like, you know, you took, like, LaCrue and just added some alcohol to it, and then it was badass. <laughs> <laughs> so you just, uh, so you recorded the guitar and the bass, and yeah. then used a drum machine yeah. to do the... Yeah, okay. I, I programmed the drums myself. Okay, so, or that like an auto thing, or did you... Well, I do, mean... Do you, do you do it like, do you ha basically what I'm asking <laughs> is, like, do you do, ha you're like, okay, here's bass, snare bass snare oh, yeah. like clicking it yeah. or is like is there like an automate automatic like you know there's like, i'm looking for a four four count hey this matches you yeah know? I, I can uh in the drum program i use easy drummer uh there's built-in midi packs and uh basically you know i can i can search for a certain type of drum beat that i want and okay. it, so it's it, an already built drum it, beat it's then? already built yeah. oh, okay okay you can uh you can actually, it's it's really cool. I'd have to show you guys sometime, but uh, basically, there's literally a virtual drum set, and okay. you can change out the drums, change out the cymbals to different for different sounds, like change the pitch, you know, all all of that. And then <clears throat> there's uh, a search engine where it's built in, so you can search for certain styles of music, or if you want like a four four beat, or you know, some kind of swing beat or something like that, you can search for it and it's already built in. But uh, most of the time I just I just click my own stuff in and build my own drum beat. Okay, yeah, so that's I, what we were discussing earlier. You said you, like, click them. Now, yeah. do you actually click on the virtual drum set or are you just picking, you know, snare, hi-hat, snare, hi-hat? I have to click snare, hi-hat, snare, hi-hat. Oh, like that, that sucks. <laughs> I mean, can you just start, can you just be like, okay, here's a hi-hat track for, like, this this measure and then here's the snare part and then here's the bass part or do you have to like be like okay for this first beat we're gonna do the hi-hat note you know hi-hat bass then we're gonna switch to hi-hat snare hi-hat bass or do you well okay so you can uh you still have to click in every single one right but, but i'm asking like can you just do all can you just be like Here's a whole hi-hat. Yeah, fill in your whole first line of hi-hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. you can do that. Yeah. Okay. And that's... a lot of times, like, I mean, I, obviously, like, a drum beat, that it's most of the time it's kind of repetitive. Dude, so dude. so you can just copy and paste okay. all of that stuff. Yeah, a lot of the verses are the yeah, same. Yeah, a and, lot of them. I mean, even with drumming as a whole, it's, it's the feels to get you because verses and choruses are, you know, just basic count but then whenever you get to, like the fills and stuff it's stupid yeah. yeah like think about like metal music that's super heavy like you get into hardcore or you know like deathcore if they didn't have those drummers it wouldn't be as heavy in my opinion yeah. no no you yeah. think you think about um if you listen to the song ocean planet by gojira like it's it's real basic just you know like a four count but then like when he does all those fills it's stupid yeah like in uh toxic garbage garbage island like that's, you're like, where the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a good thought. Yeah, metal metal drummers definitely. Metal metal drummers are what make the band. Yeah, yeah, I agree. People can say what they want about guitarists or singers, but it, it's it's a lot of it's like drum heavy. Like that's the backbone of the whole band. <clears> yeah, 
if you i mean if you're a fan of uh animals as leaders like there's somebody you could talk about guitar wise like you know what i mean but yeah, for but them you... to play that music and like Matt Garska to play drums to that yeah. uh, blew my mind. Like I went and seen them. I've seen them three times and it's nuts to see toes and shred. Yeah. But watching Matt keep time with what they're doing is just, the dude's got two brains. I man. mean, look at Dillinger escape plan as a whole, like yeah. that whole band. You're like, what the fuck are they doing? And then, uh, I've already described them as that band you have to listen to like five or six times. Just to understand. And then one day you're like, I get it. I like oh. this now. It's like the second time you watch Donnie Darko, you're like, oh, motherfucker. Oh, holy shit. Like every, <laughs> every time you watch The Big Lebowski, you notice like three more things. You're like, wow. <laughs> I never noticed that part before. Well, that's just like your opinion, man. Yeah. Oh, well, there's, there's like a part in that movie, too, where, oh, God, I was just watching it. I went over to uh, my friend's house to hang out with him and like, what well, was his parents' house? They had like a bar in their shed and I went to their shed because he was like, hey, I'm hanging out in the shed and I come over. And it's like dark, and he's just sitting there watching The Big Lebowski, and he's like, man, you're treating objects like women, man. I'm like, that's such a good line. Why have I never noticed that before? <laughs> that's that's good. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, you can use that now. I will. <laughs> Yo, man, why are you treating objects like Kenny's mother, man? Jesus. Oh, no. What's her name? <laughs> oh, man. So, Mike, um, how long have you actually been playing music? Uh... Oh, that's that's kind of. I actually started when I was like thirteen, but I didn't really get into it until I was like maybe fifteen. Yeah. My like I I kind of begged my parents like, can you get me a guitar? Like you know, kind of like the story that everybody tells. But <laughs> what made you really get into music though? Uh, honestly, I don't know. I've ever since I was a little kid, music's just been. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Was it's... it like a copy of Creed's Human Clay? No. Like, <laughs> got you into it? No. Uh, Josh was looking at me so hateful. <clears throat> like He's like, I have three copies of Human Clay. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I have a signed vinyl. What the fuck? <laughs> no, but... Uh, I mean, growing up, like, I played a lot of Guitar Hero. And mm -hmm. I, I feel like that maybe sparked it. Because I was like, you know, like, this is cool and everything. Like, playing these songs. But, like... I'm not actually playing them. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that game's cool as fucking all, but we had uh, a mutual friend uh, back in high school who's, like, amazing at guitar, and we had him play Guitar Hero for the first time, and yeah. this motherfucker couldn't even get past medium. You know Dude, what I mean? Dude, I... <laughs> it's, it's a different beast. Yeah. It's I, I with... went... After I learned guitar, like, for real, I tried going back and playing Guitar Hero. I could not do it. Yeah, I, it's, I, seriously. it's just button mashing. You yeah. just got to match it up. Our friend Cole is like the only person that's actually good at guitar and good at Guitar Hero. Like, he can, he can like, smash all the songs that were in Guitar Hero. And then he used to have it on YouTube. He was doing a cover of Polaris by the Human Abstract. Nice. I mean, he was a little... There were, you could tell he was off in parts, but, like, that song's still stupid to play on guitar. Yeah. <laughs> the Human Abstract as a whole is just... Really good guitar work. Oh, dude, I love them. Uh, there's this guy Rip. I watch on Twitch. His name's Sam Zeldin, mm -hmm. and all he does is live stream guitar. And he'll he'll do song requests, everything by ear. Like he's <laughs> like you type it in, and he'll he'll like do warm up songs and shit. He just gets a little drunk, drinks coffee and shit, and just bullshits with you. But like he'll do covers of shit. Like he doesn't know how to play it, so he just finds the key and then gets it. And then yeah. he'll just throw in his own improv solos and shit. The dude's got a rack of like seven guitars. And like, okay, well, I need this one for this guitar. He picks it up. This one's in drop B. Like, it's it's nuts, man. But yeah, I uh, I watched this guy on YouTube, and I think he's on Twitch too. I'm not sure. He does some live stream stuff. Uh, the Do, he kind of does the same thing. Like he he literally like he'll just go on like Omegle. It's it's funny. He 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 does videos. He goes on 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 Omegle and. Uh, <laughs> He'll just literally like go through and be like, "Hey, what, what do you want me to play?" And then they'll just like blurt out something random, and then he just he's like, "All right, give me a minute." And he does exactly that. That's he, sweet. He looks up the song and he's like, "Okay, I got it." Is it make well like chat roulette? I have no idea. I don't know. It's it's like some, I mean, like it's funny. He'll go through it. like there's a lot of dudes that like jerk off on there. Uh, okay, it's like, like chat roulette. Then yep. that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he like he'll like go through and he's like, "Yeah, that's dude." We're gonna we're gonna keep going. <laughs> you should at least ask him. Hey man, you want me to play you a song? <laughs> Sometimes he does. There there was a uh, uh, this episode. He uh, 
He was like, you know, a lot of people aren't staying because I'm not a chick. So he like blew up some balloons, put them in his shirt, and, and people started staying because he had boobs. <laughs> that's uh, that's the thing with Twitch, dude. That's what we call it, titty streamers. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that's definitely like a chat roulette thing. One time in in college, me and my buddy were gonna study for a history exam, and then we were like, we'd study for like five minutes, like let's go on chat roulette, and then we made a giant marker board that was like dicks. And we had, like, all these tally marks, probably, like, 15 or 20 of them. And we were, like, titties. And there were none. And we came to this girl, and she, like, looked at the screen. She's, like, show us her titties. And then left, and we're, like, yes. We have one one titty to, like, 15 dicks. Uh, so you only showed you one titty? No, I mean. You should have put two showed, tally marks she, in. She showed us both of her titties, but, you know. It was only it so was only it. one set of titties. Oh, I get it. I we get didn't it. put tit. We put titties. Oh, okay, okay. You know the the um. Jesus. Jeez. My house is loud. <laughs> It'll change soon. Please pardon. I have to take care of something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh man. Oh man. So so have you ever thought about like just. Going to like an open mic night or something and trying to your, your hand at that. I've actually been asked to do them, and I <laughs> I just don't really see myself doing that because a lot of the times, like when you go to an open mic night, it's usually like some jazz player or like a yeah, country some guy with an acoustic singing. Like, if I right. go there and try to shred in front of people, everybody's just gonna be like, uh, "You're gonna melt some fucking faces, though." <laughs> I don't know. I went. Um, there's this place up the road, uh, Jay Hicks on the Square, and they used to have open mics every Tuesday. Yeah, that's where I've been offered to go. But... I went there one time. A guy brought his amp and uh, a looper pedal, distortion pedal. He goes, "Hey guys, uh, he's like, I don't really sing. I'm just gonna play you some stuff that I usually mess around with in my basement." And he just put a looper on and just you know did some fucking solos and shit and. Played for 15 minutes and then yeah. went and sat down and got a beer. I was yeah. like, that was cool. That was really <laughs> different. You know what I mean? That's the thing that you're going to have. the Like, I mean, the majority of the crowd isn't going to be into it. But, like, you're going to have those few people that are like, fuck yeah, man. This is awesome. Yeah, I mean, why don't you play Iris by the Goo Goo Dogs? It's like. open mic. It doesn't have to be music. You can go up there and do comedy if you yeah. want. You know what I mean? Oh, really? Like, yeah, yeah. It's an open mic. I'm going to go there and just fucking acapella like some old hip hop. You guys should just set up your podcast <clears throat> at an open mic. That would be <laughs> sweet as fuck. Hey guys, welcome to the Extraordinary Explosive here live at uh, G on the Square. Like, Hey, what the <laughs> fuck are you guys doing? Yeah. Okay, and we got one fan in the back. Sir, is that a request? <laughs> <laughs> We're uh, fishing for topics here. Let's, uh, yeah. let's go ahead and see what he has to say. Beer bottle comes flying by your fucking head. Get <laughs> the fuck out of my bar. <laughs> Is that a song request? Oh, man. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about uh, Bartender by Rehab. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, after you started playing, I mean, did you ever get interest in any other, like, instruments? You know what I mean? Other than guitar? Um, yeah. <laughs> I I ended up buying a drum kit for, at the time, it was my band, because uh, we had, like, this really shitty one. Was it and... called Bloodstained Tears? No. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and the dude's, okay, so my drummer at the time, he was, he's 15 years old, and he's really good. Uh, the biggest issue was, like, he's still in high school. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, he still plays. He's actually doing some shows with his, uh, with his stepdad, but, uh, <clears throat> I, I bought that drum kit, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna learn. And then, like, I set it up, and, like, I can do some basic beats, but, like, it would, I don't know, I just didn't really vibe with it, you know what I mean? Like, guitar, for me, was just, I don't know, it just felt right. Yeah. Or I tried picking up the drums just because, like, it would help me understand, like, writing purposes, you know? Like, if I'm writing a song and I'm, I get stuck, I just go jump on the drum kit, try to figure something out. But yeah, I don't, it didn't really work out that way, so. Yeah, like, uh, <clears throat> I ended up buying a drum kit myself and... Uh... I got a bass, and there came a point in my life, like, I always wanted to be a guitarist, and then once I started playing with other people, and I'd go to open mic nights and shit, and you see people jamming on everything, like, mm-hmm. it was at that moment in my life, I was like, well, I want to be a musician, I don't want to be a guitarist, so yeah. that, like, there's been times I'll be at, like, you know, little jam sessions at my buddy's house or something, and, like, if you can get up off the drum set and come pick the guitar up and shred it, and then that dude get on the drum set, like... Like, for instance, at uh, Jay Hicks, the one day they had the whole band set up and they're like, needed somebody to sit in on drums. I was like, 
yo, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> like, I'm not that great. And they're like, you know, I kept up and shit. We played like Stevie Ray Vaughan and some blues stuff. Yeah. And so it, it's it's cool to get that experience. And like you said, yeah, it's awesome to learn from the other that other side. Like, oh, I, okay, now I see what he's doing. Yeah. I but, mean, my, my biggest issue is like I, I want to learn how to play piano and stuff like that. But I have no clue about music theory. Yeah. I don't know anything. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. And, and like I've tried learning, but it's just like... I don't know. I feel like it would kind of take away from my creative ability in a sense. Not so much that like I would be a better player, but like whenever I go to write songs, I play what I think sounds good. Not I don't go like, oh, you know, the, maybe like an F flat will sound good here or like, you know, I feel like I'd be that kind of person. Yeah, become snobby, I guess. Yeah. But at the same time, on the other hand, uh, having that education and know okay well i'm playing a, a, a key of a major yeah like i can drop this down to a fifth or whatever and yeah. you know go from there it's easier i mean I, I, did and a, shit. I did music theory in high school and stuff. Now, what are you doing then why aren't you playing guitar <laughs> because i'm a piece of shit i don't know jesus <laughs> um i don't think i make you more snobby because i like with me i'm like okay i'm gonna take music theory and then i really got into fucking waka flocka flame so you know <laughs> and waka flocka it's not really good music, but I fucking love it, so. <laughs> he goes hard in the paint, dude. He goes really hard in the paint. Bitch, you stank. What the fuck you think? He's all about the hype, too, because he's even said, like, what was it in the... Squad! Uh, wasn't it in the, was it in the Wild Boy music video by MGK? No, it wasn't. It was. I think it was an interview he was doing. They were like, they're like, Waka, do you think you're the best rapper? He's like, nah, I'm just all about the hype. And I'm like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he ain't lying. He ain't lying. There's this, uh, there's this YouTube video, and uh, it made me laugh my ass off. I don't know why. I just find humor and stupid shit like that. But it was a um, uh, like a bearded dragon or some type of lizard like that, and they put a mouse inside the tank for it to eat, and then like it's like sitting there in the corner, and then like the lizard looks at it, and then this Waka Flocka song comes on, and he goes squaw. And then he like runs over and grabs him and he's like, here come that bullshit. And just starts like, <laughs> swinging him around <laughs> like he's killing it. But dude, I was dying. Like I cried the first time I watched it. I'm like, this is so awesome. Uh, like there's literally hype. They hype the fuck out of that mouse dying, man. Like, <laughs> it's insane. Oh uh, boy. Jeez. So, so have you ever thought about like trying to do another band? Like, what would you would you want to be like a founding member of a band, or would you just look to join a band and like? Uh, I either or. I mean, I, I'm I'm trying to start a band. I'm trying to join a band. Something. I, <laughs> I mean, not trying to Let's be see. mean here, but I was gonna you know talk to you about it, especially because our schedules are the same. But it'd be sweet, like listening to your stuff that you send me, and then coming back. I'm like, dude, we got really similar writing styles, so we could get something going here. Yeah, I'd like. I've to. got a drummer on standby and uh, a bassist, but we just need some vocals. Yeah. In this, uh... just just remember that the Smashing Pumpkin started with just Billy Corgan and a drum machine. <laughs> Which that's that's my at, one uh, per episode, my one random fact that I fucking know. Nine Inch Nails started with just Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor. <laughs> still just Trent Reznor. <laughs> it's still just Trent Reznor. And no one knows who the fuck his backing band is. Yeah, who the hell is that? Yeah, why is this motherfucker feuding with Fred Durst? Like, yeah. what? <laughs> what do they have against each other? Yeah, but I. I I mean, I'm I'm always down to play music. I haven't played a show yet. I've always no. wanted to. There's a certain like fear that I didn't believe about. Like first <laughs> time I went to go play open mic, I stood up there, played a song that I've played all the time. Like I played "Simple Man" by Skinner, and I just froze and I couldn't remember the note. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god!" And then like embarrassed as shit, like walked away and uh, ended up going back to my hotel room that night because we were had a work thing in uh carolina and i picked up my guitar and played it perfect on the bed i was like what the fuck dude? <laughs> like yeah so stage fright's definitely a real deal oh, man real. but you know i don't know once you get like busco if you listen to our episode with him he told me at best he says even now like whenever he goes to play a show he still has butterflies like crazy but he's yeah. like it's that first song once you get through it then you get this feel and he says he's in the moment right after mm -hmm. that yeah. It doesn't help that we're in the front row, though. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, you're a piece of shit. Your Dave. music sucks. Yeah. yeah, play another shitty song, you yeah. fag. Like, 
You should probably just play something else. Oh, just really hateful things. Yeah. Yeah, that that reminds me. Of, but uh, I think that would actually help, though. Yeah? Yeah, shake the nerves a tad bit. Yeah, yeah. Just laugh it off like these douches. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I'm playing for these three guys who are just talking crap on me the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I went on a, a cruise with my parents, like, after I graduated. And uh, they had this karaoke thing. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. So Karaoke is for drunk, <laughs> white bitches and not musicians. I, uh, it was more so to see how I would do in front of people. You know what I mean? Oh, and old people who Did like Did you sing Down with the Sickness? No, I sang um, uh, Memory Remains by Metallica. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. man. It should have been Lars. <laughs> <laughs> there, I don't know if you've ever seen it. There's a t-shirt. It's a picture of uh, Lars Ulrich and Cliff Burton next to each other. It says it should have been Lars. <laughs> it should have been. <laughs> no, but I, uh, there was a lot of people there. <clears throat> I mean, it was in the middle of the ship, and there was, like, balconies of people watching me. Did and you watch it? No, I, I did pretty well, actually. But then <laughs> after I was done, like... Uh, I went to go meet up with my brother, but I was like, oh, no, I had to, I went back to my room and threw up. Like, really? I, I, yeah, I, uh, I did not feel good. I was so nervous. It was bad. Jeez. Yeah. Did, well, I mean, so you sang it. Yeah, I did. Did you do the, yeah. Yeah. All yeah. the O's and stuff? Yeah. I, yeah. Whiskey and Jarrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Now you should hear this dude, man. He'll send me Snapchat sometimes. We'll just like do screams back and forth, and you hear Mike's voice when he's talking, and he's like, "Hey, check out this new guttural I just did," <laughs> and I was like, "Holy fuck, Mike!" <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's like watching Coulter Wall. Like if you see him as a person, and then the voice that comes out of him, you're like, "The fuck!" <laughs> Look at me, Josh. I'm pre. I'm pre-surgery, Ollie Sykes. Like, ah. <laughs> uh. Ryan Fife, he he showed me this band, uh, Rings of Saturn. Yeah, and <laughs> it's nothing like I've ever heard before. And like he told me that he he discovered them when he was like thirteen years old, and he was just sitting there like, "Holy shit!" Like, <laughs> yeah, that's you gotta grip your couch or something the first time you hear that. Yeah. So, uh, I ever heard of I wrestled a bear once? What? You ever heard of I wrestled a bear once? <laughs> no. They're this uh. Kind of avant-garde grindcore band from like the early two thousands, and they had a like ch- mid two thousands. Yeah, they had like a chick lead singer, but she did like the deepest growls. Really, she was nasty, that <laughs> super high screams. They do blast beats, and then all of a sudden they just break off into this opera. <laughs> she sang that too. You know what I mean? Holy and shit! It was weird. They they had some funny shit. Too. Remind me, I have to show you something when we're done with this. Hey. It just came to me. You gotta <laughs> show sorry. me. You gotta show me something when you're done okay, with this. Okay. Okay. They they did weird stuff too. Uh, like I think that's what's awesome. They have a lot of fun with music, and um, like right after this whole opera breakdown, you just hear this harp going, and then it stops, and the Dixie horn from fucking uh, Dukes of Hazard. And then this fucking heavy <laughs> ass fucking breakdown comes in right after it, and I'm like, that was sick, fuck, dude. <laughs> so what would you say would be like? Just give me three bands. Three bands. Just give me three bands. Trivium. Yeah, Trivium. I asked oh, him. Metallica, Megadeth. You can't put Metallica and Megadeth in the same list. That's like having did. Dave Mustaine in the same band as yeah. fucking Lars Ulrich or James <laughs> Hetfield. No, I, I, or seriously. Kirk Hamlet. It doesn't happen. Megatallica. Megatallica. <laughs> I, uh, I was all... I've, I mean, Metallica is probably what got me into Metallica is the gateway drug for everybody. It, it really is. Uh, but, <laughs> like, <clears throat> I really started doing research on Metallica, and then I discovered Dave Mustaine, and I was like... I was like, like oh, this okay. is why he wrote the Call of Cthulhu. Okay. <laughs> so I uh, I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll check out Megadeth. And like, I like to start from debut albums up to see how they progress. Yeah. And Don't waste your time with every Metallica album after the first four. Uh, yeah, no, Once no. you get to Injustice, just stop. <laughs> Injustice is probably my favorite. Really? Yeah. Even though they fucked Jason Newstead? Yeah, but okay, besides the, the mixing... And the mastering of the album, I think it's probably their their best written album. If I'm not mistaken, I think I just seen something today. I think it's 
like today or this month, I think that's 30 years ago they released that. Yeah, it would have been because it came out in 89. Yeah. Because the Black Album came out in 91. Mm -hmm. And Master Puppets was 85. 86. 86. Well, Master Puppets is widely regarded as like the greatest metal album of all time. Yeah. And listening to it is, I can say, yeah, it's really good, but not my favorite. I I don't know. It seems like... So Master Puppets, of course, it's an amazing album, okay? But to me, I think Justice is the best album because it's their fastest, heaviest album. And I think it it's really... It's so long, though. Every song is. on that album is like, hey, we're going to have this nine-minute long song. So <laughs> if you guys... We uh, actually, going going down to college whenever I first started going to Cal U, me and my roommate Tyler, we'd ride, like, we'd just ride in his S10. He, he'd come pick me up when we go down and we'd come home together like every couple weeks or whatever but uh his cd player was broke and and justice for all was stuck in it so every <laughs> time we would ride together it would just be like all right we're gonna listen to harvester of sorrow like, <laughs> so we're about to hear and actually uh we went bowling one time at um 10 penale and hermitage and <clears throat> john emery he played um what was it was harvester of sorrow he played but he accidentally played it twice in a row so for because he didn't think it like took it the first time, so he played it again. Oh. So for like twenty minutes, you just heard "Harvester of Sorrow," and they have all those break, like the little stoppages and like the breakdowns and stuff, and like the fades in the fade. So it would like fade out, and that would just come back like. And I'm like, these people are probably so pissed right now because they thought the song was over twenty minutes ago, but it's still going on. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, in my opinion, that's their best album. What made you like Trivium so much, though? Because um, for me, Trivium is always—it's always been kind of the band that they—they they were always right there, but they never quite made it over the hill. Have you listened? They to were their always recent album. No, it—you should, because it's way different than their other stuff. That's see, that's why I tell people about like Machine Head's The Blackening, and they—they're like, Nah, man. No, I like that band, Machine Head. <sighs> but. I mean, they, they made two masterpieces in a row with The Blackening and Into the Locust, but like, yeah. everything else is take or leave it with me. Because whenever I heard those two albums, I'm like, Jesus, this is like the best metal yeah. ever. Yeah. And then you hear their other albums, they're like, meh. Yeah. But Trivium, I mean, <laughs> I, I can't say that I have a, a song that I don't like. I'm serious. I, they're my favorite band. Really? Yeah. You're the first person I knew that was that big. <laughs> Everyone else was like, "I love Trivium. They're my favorite opening act." <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I uh, I went I went to a show. It's funny, actually. You said that uh, <laughs> it was Trivium supporting, or no, Sabaton supporting Trivium. Okay, Sabaton. I've never heard of them. Really? Yeah. Okay. Maybe am I a piece of shit? No. Well, I mean, no, I am, I, but am I a piece of shit? They for make that? they make. Um, like war metal, like, okay. Like their theme is like World War Two. Oh, what what that's is different. war metal? Like, I, like fight music. Like you ever listen to fucking Amon Amarth? It's like war music. Yeah, it's, but it's kind of oh, like I that. just I just took that for like doom metal. No, <laughs> fucking Amon Amarth sings. There's like Vikings and swords. And oh no, that's Viking metal. Gods fucking battling and you know. <laughs> I'm thinking the sword is doom metal. Amon yeah, Amon Amarth is a uh, Viking metal. Viking metal. Which is now war metal, apparently. Viking war metal? You know, we'll, we'll, we'll add that to the list of yeah. genres that we have. Like, <laughs> fucking a million of them. PMS metal, like. Yeah. <laughs> well, I uh, I went to the show, and Sabaton came out, and, like, everybody was there for Sabaton, not Trivium. Oh, I wow. was there for Trivium, okay? And, uh, like, Sabaton came out, and it was, like, absolutely fucking crazy. I mean, everybody was just bouncing around and like, it felt like you were in the ocean because of how much people were pushing and like, it, it was just constant. But, uh, <clears throat> so Sabaton finished. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Sabaton finished and like half the people left. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, at least you get a front row seat after that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's the really see that's really shitty though. Like I would I would have stayed for Trivium. Yeah. Cuz I've I I mean, 
I've seen Trivium open up for probably three or four different bands. I'm like, fuck yeah, Trivium is awesome. <laughs> Dude, uh, I fucking, like, off topic, but I remember going to see, uh, like, I always, if I go to a concert, I don't give a fuck who has there to see. I'm going to stay and watch the other oh, bands. Oh, no, no, no. That, and that's the thing, too. It's like, I think you, I was talking to Busco. We, I was like, dude, there's this Coheed and Camry show coming up. He's like, yeah, I want to go see blah, blah, blah. I don't think I'm going to stay for Coheed, though. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're fucking sick, dude. Yeah, no. Um, I went and saw Third Eye Blind for the, uh, the Xmas kick, or it's 105.9 The X had their kick-ass Christmas, like, this is probably three or four years ago, and Third Eye Blind was headlining, and, I mean, I'd already seen them one time, but I was like, all right, I want to go, but The Strokes were playing, and I don't know, have you ever listened to The Strokes? Yeah. They're a British band? Yeah. I don't really care for their music, but I saw them live, and they are fucking amazing live. <laughs> They're one of the best live bands I've ever seen in my life, and I would turn, if someone was like, hey, I have tickets to go see the Strokes, I'd be like, fuck yeah, I'm going. So my old boss, and this is off topic. The, the thing was, though, was like, everyone was there for the Strokes. Like, there were like, women weeping in the front, were like, oh my god, I'm so happy to be here, and then like, as soon as the Strokes left, like, they were out too. And like, we moved up like five rows, and I'm like, hey, I'm here to see the biggest band of 1999 now. So, <laughs> uh, my old boss Brian uh, Hoffman, he used to be in a band, um, quite quite good at it. Uh, he was a bass player and stuff. But they opened up for a lot of acts and shit like that. And uh, they actually opened up for the Strokes the one time. And they had this thing. It was like you know whoever they were opening up for, they came out and they said. Hey, we're blah, 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 and this is, and then they'll name one of their songs. Like, Brian says he comes out, and they're like, hey, guys, what's going on? We're the Strokes, and this is Juicebox. And then they, like, start playing their own shit. And he said after they were done with their set, the drummer from the Strokes came up, punched Brian in the back of the head. He's like, don't you ever fucking say you're us. I'm like, <laughs> holy shit, oh dude. Oh, my God. That got pretty intense real quick. <laughs> Brian said he just kind of shoved it off. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I didn't mean to offend you. That's crazy. Oh, man. But going back to Trivium, um, i seen them play uh, two times, and it was at festivals, and they put on a really good show, especially, like, they don't do a lot of crazy lights and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, the singer-guitarist, I don't know his name. Matt Heafy. Yeah. He's very interactive with the crowd. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. always walking around on stage, playing, shredding, and you're like, he, okay, uh, dude, sweet. Recently, he's actually been... <laughs> Jumping off stage and running into the pit and playing his solos in the pit. <laughs> I don't know why this reminds me of it. I just wanted to tell you guys. I think you'd appreciate it. But you were telling me your drummer in your first band was 15. Yeah. Uh, I forget which band it was. I, I can come back with this and I'll, I'll, I'll Facebook you guys a video. It was mm-hmm. nuts. But their guitarist was 17 or 18 and he wasn't allowed in the club. I saw that video. Dude, they gave him a wireless fucking adapter for his... Uh, amp and he just played outside on the sidewalk dude <laughs> yeah he was just jamming out on the sidewalk it was fucking crazy like it was Jesus. like uh imagine how Susie dogs is how that window's right there yeah. you could literally see the band right behind him and he's out there just doing hair spins fucking shredding <laughs> dude and he goes i can't is this on he's like fuck yeah it is dude and he's like all right sick it just keeps going i was like that's gotta be the most kick-ass thing i've ever seen yeah that's sweet you're not gonna hold us down man <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I think the last time I saw Trivium, they were, it was Slipknot's 2015 tour. Slipknot was headlining, uh, Asking Alexandria, Motionless and White, and Trivium was the first act. And actually, every time I've ever had the opportunity to see Asking Alexandria, I have not seen Asking Alexandria. Really? <laughs> it's been like three times. Because like, the one year they played the Mayhem Festival, and there was lightning. And they were like, okay, everyone leave. We'll let you back in. And they were like, okay, we're letting people back in now. And I was like, do you guys want to see Asking Alexandria? Because I could take or leave. And they were like, no, we'll just sit out here and drink. So we decided. I don't know what year you're discussing, but. Uh, uh, I, the I, year I, that Corn and Avenged Sevenfold played. Okay, well, then that same year, I seen them. And Danny Warsnop was a drunken fucking mess when he came out, dude. Like, that shit <laughs> sucked. I've seen he them play is. four times. <laughs> I, I mean, I've seen him play four times. He's great. But, like, dude, he came out in, like, sunglasses, this baggy t shirt. He didn't scream nothing. He's just like, ah! in his high parts and i was like what the fuck like now i know how people felt going to see fucking sublime (laughs) the second time the second time with asking Alexandria, we they were headlining at club zoo in pittsburgh which is like an i saw them there too (laughs) born of osiris opened up 
I don't think so. No, because I've seen We Came as Romans. and Yeah, uh, they, they were there too. Maybe I just missed Born. Born of Osiris is the first band. Um, our, our friend Ryan Hoover was with us. And we were probably like 25, 30 feet back from the stage. And you know how they had that initial push? He made it to the front of the stage. I made it like 10 feet forward. He made it to the front of the stage. He was like right there. And then we left... And we were like, okay, let's just stop at McDonald's real quick, get a bite to eat. And then we ended up eating uh, with Cameron Lausch, the drummer from Born of Osiris. Oh, that's sweet. He was the coolest guy. <laughs> if he, Cameron, if you see this, just say hello sometime. <laughs> Jesus. Saw it. Yeah, he was, he was like the coolest guy too. Because uh, there were these girls, they were like maybe 15 or 16 years old. And they saw our friend Ryan. And he's he told this story before. Yes. But he had the, the fucking Board of Osiris shirt. They're like, are you the drummer? He's like, uh. And Cameron Lodge is like, yeah, he's a drummer. He kicked ass today. Like, yeah, he was a great. They're like, can we get your picture? He's like, yeah. So he took a picture with these girls because <laughs> they thought it was him. That's funny. So uh, random fact about Trivium. Um, I, I think Mike knows, but did you know that they were actually on uh, the video game The Sims? The Sims 2, when you turn the radio on, you put it on Rock Station, it was Like Light to Flies by Trivium, but it's in Simlish, so he's just, <laughs> like, I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, pretty cool, dude. I was like, what? <laughs> like, I knew the song. I was like, this is crazy. Okay. I could, I could fuck with this. So, you know, they made it somewhere other bands did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Rob- other than, like, influences, like, uh. At what point did you feel you wanted to start recording your own stuff? Oh, was boy. it the the not the band not working out thing? You know what I mean? Well, it it actually started with the band. Like a lot of my stuff was stuff that I had, like like showed the guys. I was like, "Hey, check this out." And then like we never did anything with it. Yeah. So I'm like, "Well, I really like this." So I started side project. Yeah, that, that's that's what it was, and then it just. You know, the band kind of fell apart, but then I just started continuing to write my own stuff. But, I mean, have you ever done any covers or anything like that? or um, Just, like, a couple videos, like, I pushed on Facebook. and Nothing, like, actually professionally done. Just, like, set up my phone. Yeah. And, like, started playing. <laughs> you just set up your phone and you're like, you guys want to hear Jeremy by Pearl Jam? <laughs> And then you just start playing like Light to the Flies. <laughs> like, jokes on you, motherfuckers. I, I've been working on like some cover songs, uh, doing full band covers. Like I'm gonna sing and stuff too, but I I, I just like I get to a point where I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing pretty pretty good job with this, and then it's just like I'm getting bored with it though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like I I I literally have been recording everything that like the band does like i rewrite the drums because i can't ever find like just solo drums or like here's the bass line like i literally have to learn everything and record all of it that sucks yeah (laughs) yeah and uh, like with my my experience with recording my own stuff like that's a lot of time. It is. It is very time consuming yeah. to do such. And yeah. I see now why people actually like go to school to learn to use Pro Tools. Yeah. And why it costs so much money to mix and master a CD. You know what yeah. I mean? It's Yeah. It's, it's no fucking joke, dude. It's a lot. Like, I I am definitely still learning. I mean, there's I mean, do I, you have a soundboard? No. <laughs> no, I don't. They make your life easier, but they are just like a pain in the ass to you. Well, they're not a pain in the ass, but it takes a lot of time to like Get down to it to be like, okay, yeah. we need to bring this down, put this... No, that's... Okay, bring this one down, put this one I up. mean, there's a virtual one that I use, but... I, it's not the same. No, it's not. <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely time-consuming. Yeah, I got one song. I wrote uh, The Heavy Hands of Inebriation, and I put... And, like, no joke, like, six fucking hours into that. Mm-hmm. And i didn't even finish with the drums or anything yeah. i just did guitars bass and vocals you know what i mean i was yeah. like oh my god and that's that's be, quick i mean it, like, it seriously <laughs> so many times like i would just go to record and i'd fuck it up i'm like motherfucker mm-hmm. so you gotta delete redo it and then you go in i'm like okay well now my guitar is too high so then i gotta fuck with the levels and then there's a certain point where i put like effects on my vocals so you gotta like bring in a line draw it up 
make it wet and then come back down and put it back to dry and it was extremely time consuming. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, oh my God, I didn't think it'd be that, that bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, uh, I learned that it's best to like start with a template. Like I, I create like on a DAW, you can make a, a blank. So you set it up like how exactly how you would want to record stuff. And like, I have, I have it set up like drums, bass, guitar, uh, guitar, right, guitar, left vocals and then like mono guitar and then there's layers if you want to add them so that way like whenever i open it up i just start right there and like all the levels should be where they're usually at and everything like that but a lot sometimes like if i'm messing with my amp or something then the levels are going to be off but as far as like recording and everything it's just it's all right there whenever i open it up and it's kind of nice it's one of the it's one of those things though, like actually making music makes you appreciate when you see stuff like, Hey, this band wrote and recorded this entire album yeah. in like, you know, three weeks. You're like, Wow, it's great. Like Allison Chains did Jar of Flies, they recorded it in a studio apartment. It was a like a little studio they had above um I forget who's somebody's garage that had a little studio above it and they recorded it in a week. <laughs> they wrote and recorded like a seven song E P in a week, which wow. is retarded. Like, I can't believe, like, a band would do that, because once you start fucking around with music, you're like, yeah, it's easy. You just jam on some chords, and then this dude comes with the drums. Like, it's... Yeah, yeah, that's how it it's, works. It's not Believe that. it or not, Sublime did that in one day with their album. They actually broke into a studio. Their only, the only album they've ever <laughs> yeah, had? real shit. Jesus. Like, re- read about it. They broke into the studio, recorded an album, got a disc, and then bailed. Oh, my God. Came back and fucking produced it. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, dude. I was like... You guys are fucking badasses, man. You know what I mean? They definitely had a lot of stuff that was the, unreleased. You know what I mean? So they at first went I, back in the studio album. With, with Sublime at first, I was like, man, that's just like a band for people who like to do drugs. And then like the more I was in Sublime, the more I'm like, okay, I like them. And then the more I hear about Sublime, like when you realize they've only had one album, when you realize that like, uh, you know, um they broke into a studio it's just stuff like that the more you learn about them the more i more i'm like man these guys were awesome yeah brad was a, a fucking you know i mean yeah he was big junkie and shit but <laughs> i mean that's what ended up ultimately taking yeah. his life was the heroin, heroin but yeah yeah they just they had a certain vibe they kept alive and i was like you know they still do it to the same. Like you say, one album, but there's there are mar- multiple. Oh, there was like albums there now. was like seventeen songs off that first album. Yeah, there's like a bunch now. Like, well, they've been sublime with Rome for. Yeah, no, I mean like the there's, original. The there's original like sublime. two to three actual sublime albums with Bradley on it. Whether it was unreleased stuff that came out after he died or not, but I was like, okay, like yo, these are sweet. Like you just find some shit and you're like, wow. Like yeah. they have like random ones. Like if you ever listened to uh, Rivers of Babylon by them, uh, it's like them recording it with Bradley and somebody else playing on guitar in somebody's living room. Like, <laughs> but it's it's it came out great. Like it starts out and everybody's fucking clapping in the beginning and they stop and <laughs> that that there's seems like six like, people in the room. That seems like something on somebody on heroin would do. <laughs> like yeah, man, let's record the song in my living room. <laughs> This is a, another off-topic thing, but I feel like uh, I want to bring it up because it was something I wanted to talk about. It was something I seen today. Uh, My alcoholism. Just, just bands that do cool shit, like, you know, uh, with meaning, I guess. Uh, Dropkick Murphys played a show for a oh, three-year-old cancer patient right, right outside yeah. his fucking window. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> Yeah. I got like goosebumps when I seen that. I was like, dude, that's <laughs> fucking awesome, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't know if it was Make a Wish Foundation or what, or if they just you know somebody reached out to them and they came there, right outside of his window. Like, dude, that's, that's that's really cool. That's the most surreal shit ever. I was like, wow. It's yeah. like John Cena Make a Wish levels of cool. Yeah, <laughs> John Cena's done like eight hundred Make a Wishes. In case nobody knew that, I've seen him do the. Uh, the thing too, where uh, be somebody in there and they're trying to practice for something, they're auditioning, and then like John Cena actually bursts through the paper and he's like, <laughs> "What's going on?" And they're like, "Holy fuck!" <laughs> it's cool, cool people. So, um, you know, 
now that you have all this stuff wrote, do you feel like you're going to try and get it out there? Because, like, right now, I mean, if go ahead. You're more than welcome to plug your uh, your SoundCloud, you know, drop a link. Okay. We'll leave it in the video, too, so people can go ahead and check it out. Yeah. I mean, I might, my plan was to, like, actually record an album and kind of release it myself. Uh, it's just a matter of <laughs> me being too picky on what songs I want and, like, finishing songs certain ones because like i'll get stuck on certain songs and i'd like oh this sounds really cool and then like what do i do now yeah like but i do i do want to actually like release most of my stuff for people to listen to i don't care if i make money off of them or anything it's just i i feel proud being able to say like yeah i made this yeah you know what i mean because like that's my biggest thing like as much as i it would be really cool to like make it big or something like that. Like I'm really, that's not what I'm about. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just, m- music for the mass is not for the money. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. Have you ever heard of, uh, you ever listened to under oath? Under oath. Um, I have, but I couldn't, couldn't get into them that much. Well, their, their drummer, uh, Aaron Gillespie, he started a side project kind of like what you're doing. And he, wrote his own guitar vocals bass and drums and recorded this album and then released it and then found band members and then they became the almost and then they actually went on tour yeah so like the album came out it was good and he's like fuck i need people to play this <laughs> you know what i mean i can't go on stage and do this live yeah it's fucking nuts i as like that's something that i'd want to do is like write the songs and like but i i as a musician, like, I personally don't like, uh, like, if I'm in a band already, uh, if somebody, like, writes a song, like, here, this is what you have to play. Oh, yeah. Like. That's annoying as hell. Yeah. 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 I, I just went over, um, God, probably three, four months ago, uh, my cousin Chris, he's like, hey, dude, he's like, uh, I'm jamming with a couple of these dudes. He's like, you want to come in, sit in on drums and just get a feel for shit? And I was like, sure, you know, whatever couple old heads you know chris Mm -hmm. is older than me um and uh i go over there i sit down and next thing you know i got a fucking guitar in my hands i'm not even sitting in on drums and the guy who was playing uh rhythm guitar is playing drums (laughs) and fucking killed it and i was like what the fuck am i here to sit in on drums for if you guys got this dude same as uh joe fusco he's amazing uh but so this guy uh this guy kevin He's the one, like, we're playing his songs. He didn't even show me what to play. And so I'm following along, you know what I mean? And he's like, okay, we're coming up to the solo. And Chris apparently knew the song, but I'm just trying to follow along with what Chris is doing. So, okay, I we fucked it up, apparently. He goes, no, you guys are supposed to repeat and go back <laughs> to this. You guys got to do this. What are you guys doing? It's the solo. It just makes sense to go back to this part. And I was like... Motherfucker, you didn't even show me the whole song. <laughs> I don't even know how it goes yet. Yeah. Like you should have played it with them first and then let me fill in. Yeah. And uh it just it was a fucking train wreck. I was like, "Oh man, like like right that you get that one person who's super egotistical, you're like, "All right, dude. This ain't going to work." Yeah. Man. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Bye. But uh yeah, I've you know, I've had my experiences with that and I don't know. Uh, uh if 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 you're in a band and like there's other musicians, I feel like there usually are when you're in a band. Well, yeah, I, I mean, like, but hey, what's up, I'm Mike? This is Chair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I've, I'll bring stuff, like, say I'll bring stuff to the band and be like, hey, I wrote this, you know. I I always say like, what what do you think we should do with it, like? Do you guys like it? Do you guys like it? Do you think we should scrap it? Do you think, like, we should make some changes? Or, like... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not about to play a song that everybody else hates in the band. Yeah. Right. There's there's this skit on... uh, I think it was a Family Guy episode. Ringo Starr from the Beatles comes up. He goes, Hey, everybody, look, I wrote a song. And they go, Oh, good job, Ringo. We'll hang that one up on the refrigerator. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> like they fuck with that guy so much. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was an interview. They're like, so do you guys think that Ringo's like the best drummer in the Beatles or in the world? And they're like, no, he's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. Like, <laughs> it's like, man, y'all motherfuckers are mean. <laughs> Damn. So, um, ride the lightning or kill them all? Ride the lightning. Peace sells or rust in peace? Oh. Rest in peace. Ooh. Yeah. Now, why would you take those two? Why ride the lightning over Kill 'em All? Um, because uh, <laughs> the fucking chair on the cover was sick. <laughs> <laughs> ah, jeez. I mean, Kill 'em All was a really good debut album, no doubt. Um, but ride the lightning. Kill 'em All had more of that uh, thrash element to it. Yeah. It was. It. And Metallica described it as they were too punk for the metal clubs, but too metal for the punk clubs. Yeah. With that. So, what I like about Ride the Lightning isn't so much just the music. It's, they were broke as fuck recording that, that whole album. Like, they slept in the studio. And, it to me, it seemed like being under those circumstances, like, it just came out in the music. And you can kind of feel it. It's, I don't know if you, you guys understand what I'm saying, but, like, you can tell that, like, they put their heart into it. What do you think is the best track off of Ride the Lightning? Oh, there's a few. Trapped Under Ice is really good. That's what I was going to say. Um, Probably Creeping Death. Really? Yeah. I, w- I was going to say, see, I don't agree with either of you. I, think, I do think Trapped Under Ice is really good, but I also would say Fight Fire with Fire. Because it has like that acoustic part, yeah, and that just comes ripping at you yeah. after that. Yeah. What about on uh, Rust in Peace? Rust in Peace. Why is it better than than Peace Sells? I just think it was a <clears throat> a better album. I think it was written better. Why was it Why was it better? Uh Marty Freeman for one. <laughs> I okay. Mean, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, he, I mean, he put his soul into all of those solos that he did. I mean, and most of them were improv. Like, he didn't just sit down and, like, uh, like you know, I need to figure out a solo for this. He just, like, hit the record button and started playing. Fuck yeah, that worked. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> so I'm going to assume that your favorite track off of uh, Rust in Peace, then, is Hangar 18, since it had, like, 20 fucking uh, solos. <laughs> uh, no, actually, um, Lucretia or, okay. or uh, Tornado Souls. Tornado Souls yeah. is mine, so... Tornado Souls, solo-wise, is my favorite because that one for sure was... It rips. It, it, was, it was so good. And he improv that whole thing. Like, just off the top of his head, he just played it. Because Hangar 18 is like, hey, do you got like a solo? Because I have another one. And then when we're done with that solo, we're coming back with another solo. Well, that was, that was really cool because Dave Mustaine and uh, Marty Freeman, like kind of did like a guitar battle type thing on that song yeah they went back and they forth. just went back and forth which i thought was really cool <clears throat> but yeah those that's why those albums are my favorite between those two the black album or saint anger <laughs> i mean that's <laughs> i take it back let me let me let me saint uh, anger or death can magnetic do, can we do would be better reload or load load i'd have to say load yeah load. Garage Inc. or St. Anger. <laughs> the Mission Impossible 2 soundtrack or Death Magnetic. Have you listened to Lulu? What the hell is Lulu? It's an album that did with Lou Reed. Oh, yes. It's fucking terrible. Oh, my God. It is bad. <laughs> yeah. I do know what you're talking about. It's fucking It's like... Um, <laughs> like, they, they literally just did it because it was Lou Reed. Oh, my God. Who am I thinking of now? Jesus Christ. This is going to bother me. It was... um. <clears throat> Somebody did like a cover of a bunch of different metal songs, but I can't think of who it was, and it was horrible. Some forty-one. <laughs> no, no, you guys keep talking. I'm look this up. Okay, okay. Uh, I I wanted to discuss too, um, you know, just bring this a podcast to uh, on local shit or not local shit, new shit to me. Uh, in the past week, I just recently discovered this new metal band. Uh, go ahead. It was Pat Boone. It was called In a Metal Mood. Oh, I it's. Even... Never See, heard yeah, of I've never heard of that. <laughs> okay, after I show you the thing, I'm gonna show you. No, we're gonna. Sh- I'll show you the Pat Boone in a metal mood first. It's, it's not good. Okay. 
well, you, ha- you have to hear it. To you watch. guys should check this out too. I'm gonna actually post them up on uh, the E Squared page just Is it because. Uh, no, um, it, it's a new band, um, and dude, they're doing it different. It's I was mind fucked when I first heard them. They're called Poppy. Oh, I, they I came saw out, that. Yeah, dude, they they their new single is called Concrete, and uh, <laughs> it comes out, and this chick's like wearing like their videos are so visual, like yeah. HD. She's wearing all kinds of costumes. You don't see the musicians' faces or nothing. It's just this chick, and she comes out, and she's like, "Bury me six feet deep, cover me in concrete, turn me into a street." And I was like. What? And then it goes, and then like out of nowhere, it just goes, boom, and pops into this K-pop breakdown. Yeah. And she goes, yummy, 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 fill my tummy. And like, she's like singing. And then out of nowhere, there's this fucking breakdown in like drop A. It's like, and I was like, what the fuck just happened? Holy shit. Like I was freaking out, dude. Like I was like, wow. And then like. They they come back and they go back into that first like it's really good guitar work. They're like playing yeah. seven or eight strings, and I was like, well, holy fuck! I I was really confused. Like I I I went to their uh, YouTube channel. Okay, and they just have like <laughs> it's really weird. Okay, they have like uh like thirty second videos, a bunch of them, and she's just saying like random shit, and I I, I like it's really creepy i'm gonna have to like, check it out it, yeah. why do you need a guitar that has more than seven strings well typically people say more than six why do you need a guitar? well no i mean i can understand you want the one deeper string but i mean it was the same with an eight string it's even deeper you don't need an eight string guitar. at uh, what point can... should you just start playing bass <laughs> actually you, I ever, think you I... ever listen to buried alive yes yeah I actually think when that the, guy picked up an eight string, he he reached his final form. It was <laughs> I actually my think, balls rattled, dude. I was like, oh my god. I do say that, but uh, I loved Gore by Deftones, and I'm pretty sure that he hasn't picked up a six string guitar since like '96. He's a he's a, I think he actually has like a nine string guitar, which is <laughs> stupid. <laughs> like what? Why do you need that? At some point, like your neck's just gonna snap from all the tension <laughs> on it. Like, oh, this wasn't built for this at all. No, I, I think I think eight, because he used to he used to have a, a custom six string guitar, but then they discontinued it because he never played a six string guitar. He only played seven and eight strings. So. <laughs> Going back to Poppy, right? <laughs> I looked in, I looked into more of their shit. Watched them last night, and uh, they got like this one song called Choke, and their lyrics are fucking insane. Like, she's just staring at the camera the whole time, like, choke, choke, choke. Choke me, And die. then, like, says some fucking crazy shit about demons and angels, and this person watching them, she's going insane. And the whole time, like, these lights are in the background, and then they just, like, fade in and come get brighter towards the end of the video and shit. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, dude, that was nuts. They're yeah. like a metal version of Die Antwoord. Like, they have that same kind of appeal, and... I was like, what the fuck? There was a, another song called uh, Ugly Mask. And they are local? No. Oh. No, I meant new. That's I, oh. I, I said local on yeah. accident, but <clears throat> they just got accepted uh, by some record company. I forget. Um, Sumerian. Sumerian, there it is. Yeah, mm. I follow uh, Metalheads uh, on Facebook, and they're like, yo, we welcome Poppy to the Sumerian Records fam. And I was like, what is this? I clicked it, and I was like, this is fucking insane. <laughs> Sumerian's up there. They're one of the, one of the best uh, metal labels yeah. yeah i agree sumerian and then uh roadrunner and then pretty much everyone who left roadrunner went to like nuclear blast which is like nuclear blast pretty much like hey you were on roadrunner 20 years ago come to us that's why they have slayer and machine head and all these all these other bands now <laughs> we're good we're good we got it don't okay. worry about it all right oh geez so uh, I think we've come to the time now where uh, Mikel is going to play for us. Mikel is going to Gorbachev our faces <laughs> off. Yeah. He's about to break down these walls with his fucking riffs. Yeah. Yeah. So guys, uh, without further ado, uh, we got to go ahead and set up. So give us a second, and we will be back with Mike Russell playing some original music. Oh yeah. On the extraordinary expletive.
Hey, what's up guys? Mike Russell um, here on Extraordinary Expletive. I'm going to play a couple songs for you guys that I wrote. This first one, <laughs> this first one's called Acceptance. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Mikael Russell here on the Extraordinary Expletive. That song is called Acceptance. Mikael, would you like to plug your SoundCloud really quick? <laughs> yeah, it's just Michael Russell on SoundCloud. You'll see a picture of me. I got four songs up there right now. How do you spell Michael? M-I-K-E-L. Mikael. <laughs> He's going to play one more for us. What's this one called? Confined. Confined. Thank you. 
that was Mikael Russell here on the Extraordinary Exclusive. Mikael, take us away. Hey, guys. Have a good one. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we will see you next week. And pardon my hands. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.